Hello and welcome to Cradle to the Grave. I am your host, Eric, and this is an intermission episode. Those little tiny episodes that tied you over in between the two big best of episodes. For this intermission episode, I got together with Gravedigger Chris Burnett from the band The Test Dream. And I may never forgive him for having me watch the movie... The Toxic Avenger. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm gonna do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it? Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. Chris Burnett, official gravedigger, back on the show. I Chris. have arrived. Yes, man. This is my fifth time? Number five? I've lost track. I've lost track of how many times you've been on. It does feel like number five. Feels like it's been a bit of a break um, because you did the back to back one two punch of yes. 1980 Altered States and then 1981 Wolfen. And then you were nowhere to be found during 1982 and 83. But now you're back in the year 1984. And, uh, you know, like you said, we've been here a bunch. We've chatted about great films like Straw Dogs, The Night Stalker, Sultan Precinct 13, Altered States, Wolfen, movies with important messages about the dangers of the industrial world encroaching on the native people of America. 
and also about our own battles with the beast within us. Very important films, messages. And now, <laughs> and now, and now, you're back to talk about the Toxic Avenger. Why in the fuck did you <laughs> did you pick this movie to talk about, Chris Burnett? I need answers, dude. I need answers so, for why you picked this film. I think honestly, your your lead in painted a good enough picture as to yeah, okay. one of the main reasons. You know, like. You're right. I've, we watched a lot of heavy stuff. We did. Uh, not like Wolfen is heavy or anything, but at least there was a uh, an underlying theme or yes. something, right? Not Drop to take it. anything away from Toxic Avenger already, but when I, you sent me the list of the year that uh, you wanted me to hop back on, it was the first one that popped out at me because the Toxic Avenger trauma as a whole is something that I've always just as a film fan right i've always been aware of b movies c movies whatever but i think i mentioned this a couple times i'm not really a gore type of person right so i was like you know i've never seen this movie uh i think there's a remake coming out this year there so, is this is good timing so i i wanted to do the original it's justice before watching any kind of remake uh, and and kind of sink my teeth into that, and and I was just morbidly curious too, and I wanted something that I could sit and watch in the comfort of my own loneliness in the dark craziness. Because if I tell my wife I'm going to watch a movie, she's going to ask which movie are you watching. And when I showed her the cover of Toxic Avenger, she said, "All right, I'm going to bed." And I said, "Okay, I love you." So. Uh, no, man, this this movie is something that, you know, very into punk rock and metal and all that stuff. And I think Troma has that kind of punk rock ideology around it, you know, sure, sure, uh, sure. when it comes to making movies. And and I wanted to check it out because I've never seen it. And uh, God, man, what a... I know. And we're going to get into the Toxic Avenger. We're going to get into Toxie. Like you said, you know, you are a cinephile. You love films. You love movies. What are you watching these days? It doesn't have to be horror. What what have you been digging these days? You know, uh, I, man, I've I've act, I haven't been watching a whole lot. Um, I the most recent movie I saw in theaters, I saw uh, Talk to Me, which was uh, oh yeah, Australian I... horror movie that A twenty four distributed that came out. Other than that, I've really just been into. I've been reading a lot actually lately. Oh yeah, good. Reading, uh, uh, Silence, a Japanese novel, very heralded. Um, and I've also been uh, thumbing my way through Killers of the Flower Moon because I wanted to read that book before Scorsese's uh, film drops. The Scorsese adaptation comes out. But other than that, man, it's, it, it's this year for current movies. Yeah, you know, I like to I like to go to the theater as much as I can. But this year's been kind of weird, man. Hasn't been kinda, a lot. Kind of slipping, man. You're you're slipping. Yeah, got to get so, back out there. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to this month. October is my is my heavily uh, heavy movie watching time. So I got I got a nice little watch list curated that I'm going to be trying to tackle through. Right uh, shout out Adam Sandler, Hubie Halloween, Netflix masterpiece that I'll be indulging in uh, at some point this month. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, just a little here, a little there. I, I finished every series that I've really been into lately. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm looking I was, for. Right uh, now. I was going to recommend, did you ever watch the HBO series succession? Were you a fan of that show? I did. I did. 
you know you should check out that I just recently started, actually yeah. yesterday, is on Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher. It's, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a Mike Flanagan series who okay. he did at The Haunting of Hill House. He did Dr. Yeah. Sleep movie. You know, he's a horror guy. And of course, the the series is based on the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Fall of the House of Usher. But it's modern. It's a modern take. And the family, I mean, the Usher family is the Roy family. If you want the succession, it's scratched because succession is over and you miss it. Watch this series. Okay. It's good. I'm I'm having a blast with it. It's It's got comedy. It's got horror. It's got drama. It's got it all, man. It's got sex. It's got violence. Dude, you'll dig it. All of the good Mike Flanagan <laughs> uh, stuff. That's get awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. man. I, you should get into that it. Succession ended and it felt like this wind came out from under me. Mm. And like all the shows that I've been watching lately have have ended. I was really into the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Uh, Did that end? I never got. I, I watched uh, well, the first it, it, episode. It, it, third season. I don't think they've done anything yet. Uh, it's not canceled or anything. But with all, like I said, like the strikes and everything, I, I don't. Yeah. Who knows, man. But. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for uh, now. I'm excited to catch the Toxic Avenger remake whenever that comes out because I know there's some there's some cool people in there, and I think Macon Blair is attached to it, and I really like Macon Blair his work and uh, Peter Dinklage is in it, I think too. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see how that holds up to the uh, to the masterpiece that we're going to talk about. Can you tell I'm trying to avoid talking about the Toxic Avenger? Let's talk about so, it. <laughs> Hey, Chris, what else have you seen? <laughs> I know you're the host of this show, but I I want you to tell me your thoughts okay. first, because I think... Oh, you're flipping the script on me, man. I, I think okay. I dug it more than you did, probably. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. After doing my research, coming up with my notes, checking out some reviews, I'm in the minority. A lot of people love this film, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what I have in my notes. I don't know if you can see it. It says, <laughs> why does everybody love this movie? But <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. I don't know. I don't know if I was just in a funk when I watched this. Okay. First of all, I'd never seen the toxic Avenger. I had heard about it. Of course, if you're a fan of movies, of course you've heard of toxic Avenger. It, there was a cartoon series in the 90s called The Toxic Crusaders. Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. I had no friends, no girls that hugged me till I got radioactive ugly. Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. I live in the dump because the rim's real low. Got a little back body and he loves me so. It has permeated our society, right? We all know who the Toxic Avenger is, but I never watched it because I was a film snob. (laughs) I don't want I don't want anything to do with that dumb movie. It's dumb. I don't want to waste my time with it. So I never watched it until you 
Chris picked it <laughs> and made me watch it. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch Toxic. It can't be that bad, right? I watched it on my laptop, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it because I, you know, I got kids running around. Sure. I'm just going to close the door in the bedroom and throw this on the laptop. And it just left this horrible taste in my mouth. It, if I didn't know there was a movie that could offend every single person on the face of the earth, Toxic Avenger is it. It's the movie that offends everybody. Nobody was left unscathed in this film. I was offended and I'm, I don't get offended by a lot of stuff. But I was like, this, I hate this movie so much. Chris, why did you make me watch it? <laughs> so, so that, that's, Talk, so my my big takeaway like while I'm watching it and I'm I'm watching everything unfold, I already know going into it, all right, there's gonna be some really shitty language in here and some really outdated shit, right? And I think as you know, being a cinephile or whatever, you watch so many movies and you read so many books or interviews or film reviews, et cetera, et cetera, and it's fun to talk about how awesome and great everything is. But when you watch the bad stuff, a lot of the time it's like, yeah, it sucked because X, Y, and Z, right? With Toxic Avenger, I had fun. It's a piece of shit. And I could see why people like love it and attach themselves to that because there are, you know, sorry if I offend you, but uh, or anyone listening, but there are weirdos who are going to attach themselves to the fandom of everything that exists everywhere. Hmm. And the trauma, the trauma fans are a very impassioned uh, group of people. Like that's their cinema, right? It's their own genre. It's not just a horror movie. It's a trauma movie, right? So for me, I love the sheer, like, the fact that this movie got made and what they were doing, I think, is awesome. What I don't think is awesome is all of the really bad 80s, 70s, kind of, like, almost softcore porn type of shit that was in the movie. Like, that stuff always makes me feel uncomfortable, whether it's, like, going back to, like, the first episode we did together talking about straw dogs yeah Some really visceral sexual stuff happens in that movie that kind of stuff always makes me super uncomfortable and that is the a lot of the things in the toxic avenger that deal with sex or men and women in general um i think you could have lost that big time i understand why they probably put it in it's the 80s they want people to buy tickets sure. um, and the only reason we're talking about this movie today is because people lined up um, at midnight outside of the Greenwich Village Cinema in New York City every night for a year straight in the 80s, which I think uh, is cool, man. Like, that's that's awesome. The fact that people are el- able to elevate a movie to that height just on word of mouth. Um, and I think that that has some merit. And that's something that you can go back and look at Toxic Avenger and think like, OK, the reason that me and you are sitting here in 2023 talking about it is because there were a bunch of like nasty, well, I like I like gross stuff. Like people going <laughs> sure. to the movies, you know, to go see this thing. However, before I talk about the stuff that I that I did actually like think was cool and fun <laughs> in the movie, yeah. Um, one thing I I if you're going to make a shock value movie or offensive, uh, a movie where you have a one of the main villains, I guess, like blow some kid's head off with a car. 
uh, and and drive over him back and forth. But you draw the line at uh, whenever the Toxic Avenger enacts reve- exacts revenge on any woman character in the movie, they turn away from it. We can't see that. We can't see any of that stuff. <laughs> and I don't know if you picked up on that, but he goes, no, but he puts the girl like and sits her on uh, the the rocks and the sauna, and he, he's just like sizzling her like a human oh, steak. Yeah, yeah. And that to me was way more outrageous and violent than seeing people get their brains bashed in in a very obvious, special, practical effect way. But then they cut away, and we never know what he, if did he kill these people? I even went and looked to go read. I went and looked on IMDb last night. It's like, I don't remember if they ever showed that. And nothing can allude to, and I'm sure there's some nerd out there who knows the answer to that. Like, there's some toxic Avenger lore in the third movie that explains what happens, but I don't give a fuck. I think that it, you're going to cut that off. I think that's weird. But everything else in this movie. Well, you know, yeah, there's, say, go there's, ahead. there's two things. I can handle boobs. I can handle exploitation films, right? Sure. I've watched my fair share of them. <laughs> but there's, so there, well, maybe there's three things that I just like, no, I can't do. That kid getting ran over, right? <laughs> the kid with the helmet gets ran over by the villains of the film twice and they crush his head and then they take pictures of it like i've seen some some messed up shit in horror films like Mm -hmm. that i don't know it just it hit me like ah no no and then they kill a seeing eye dog (laughs) you can't kill a seeing eye dog and then uh, there is some racial stuff too that didn't age well but i guess it was the time even the movie like 16 candles with molly ringwald is an obscenely offensive film. Like, Absolutely. I don't know if you rewatched that recently, but uh, fuck. It's yeah. Horrible. But it was the 80s. So I don't know. I guess we give it a pass. So, sure. so I will say that this movie kept me on my toes because if they're going to kill a CNI dog, nobody's safe. Right. And so I'll give it that. It sure. kept my interest. I'm like, okay, what's coming next? What else is going to happen that I'm going to hate? <laughs> so I wasn't bored watching the film. Yeah, it's, it's the furthest thing from boring. That is, for, that is for sure. And and so, like you said, this is a trauma film. A uh, little history on trauma. So trauma was started by this guy named Kaufman, right? Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. They started their production and distribution company in 1974. Troma produced low-budget titles similar to that of Roger Corman's cheap New World Pictures. So back in the 70s and the 80s, trauma titles were first screened on New York's 42nd Street, better known as the Deuce, where Grindhouse Theaters ran the era's most salacious material for the underground market. There, Kaufman's name was already well-established for a string of X-rated movies. I guess he used to make porn. Under the trauma label, Kaufman and Hearst branched out into controversial splatterfest and raunchy sex comedies with titles like Blood-Sucking Freaks, squeeze play and surf nazis must die so you know nothing was sacred with trauma all the taboo subjects were fair game they just threw whatever man like and that was the point right they wanted to shock you is that what the deal was i think so man i mean that's that's the whole gist of it right and i think especially like for me you know you know i don't have kids you have kids right so seeing a kid get mutilated is going to strike someone else differently than me. For me, that's the probably dog it. Shot yeah. and wriggling around, even though I know the dog is okay, <laughs> that fucked me up. 
Like, then why you shouldn't this dog didn't do anything, you know? Yeah. And, and, and or like the the body horror stuff was really impressive, all things considered, with the budget that this movie had. But yeah. man, that shit just I had to pause it at one point and kind of walk away, go to the bathroom, make myself, you know, go sit down. Yeah, okay, cool. Like let's get through this. But yeah, you, you know, you're right. It's the fact that they not willing they're them being willing to shock anyone goes without saying but the fact that they went to that level to shock anyone and everyone i think is why i didn't come away from it assessing it as provocative to provoke people in a negative way i think it was just provocative in the fact that they just wanted people to see that they're breaking every rule that is in place they're offending everyone as much as they can uh, within reason that you can show on the screen without it being like a actual like snuff tape or something. Mm. Um, and for that, you know, what I think was, was really, and I, and I know why they have it. It's because she can't see how gross of a monster he is, but you know, having a, having a blind girlfriend, like, I think that that's very, you know, I think that was an interesting choice. And I don't really know if I have much other to say about it other than that. That was something that I kept thinking about the whole movie is, you know, I like I understand they chose it because she can't see him, but also I want to know how that works with them. They are starting to get hot and heavy and uh radiation. I don't I don't want to know how that works, Chris. No, I don't need I don't need to see that. Dude. I don't want to see it, but Maybe some cliff notes on how that goes down. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Expand the, like I said, there's some trauma nerd that has the lore out there. I'm sure uh, there is. I'm sure there is. <laughs> but oh. at the end of this, I'm I'm glad that it was only like 80 minutes long. Um, yes. I'm really. I, ho- I only lost 80 minutes of my life. Thank God. Exactly. Right. I'm stoked that <laughs> I was able to watch it with the intent of speaking about it on this platform rather than me feeling like a degenerate and just putting it on for the sake of my own pleasure. So that kind of helped me out uh, in processing that. Um, And this is one of the few movies that I know you said you watched on your laptop, but I think every trauma movie in existence is uh, available on Paramount plus. So really, (laughs) those of you that want to watch the toxic Avenger, get down and dirty in glorious 1080p uh <laughs> it's out there for you oh uh, another reason this movie i think is legendary or or was such a hit was the vhs market mm-hmm. you know i worked at a video store and this always was being rented um i think it was like a dare for for kids to come in like oh have you guys seen toxic avenger you know, they ran over this kid and smash his head and they kill a seeing eye dog. We got to watch this. You know, people would come in and rent faces of death, which was actually real people getting killed. So, you know, we want to see that, you know, when you're young and you want to see fucked up shit and the toxic oh. Avenger had fucked up shit and it had boobs too. So, mm-hmm. you know what? It flew off the shelves, man. This was a huge rental. And of course they made, I don't know how much this movie was made for probably cost like two thousand dollars yeah there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was special i looked at it <laughs> so but it has made millions right? oh absolutely Since... i i just i love the monster hero i think is a cool exclamation that runs through that whole movie and it's the antithesis of the superhero movies that we would come to see 
decades and decades later. So I can see why kids dug it, you know, and why kids rented it. Because like you said, you know, this existed far be before the times of I can, you know, I have my phone here and I can type in, you know, nasty fucked up shit. And it, I can get <laughs> there it is. 70 gigabytes of whatever <laughs> toxic, I want to Toxic see. Avenger will show up on yeah. your phone. <laughs> Yeah, the monster hero <laughs> pops up with his mop ready to fuck my shit up. Did you ever watch the cartoon in the 90s? No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm kind of curious. This my only uh, trauma experience. I'll watch the remake, but yeah, it got what, the point across to me. So. I think if you want to know what trauma is about, all you do, just watch the first Toxic Avenger and you're good. That's all it, are good. One and my, done. Uh, my letterbox review when I logged this was uh, imagine showing this movie to a pilgrim. And that's kind of my, that's kind of my uh, assessment of how <laughs> fucked up and zany this. <laughs> oh man. Well, you want to know what uh, New York times reviewer, Stephen Holden had to say about this film. Uh, of course back I in do. 1986. Uh, I mean, I guess it came out in 84, but it, it played in theaters, like you said, like midnight showings, like the Rocky mm-hmm. Horror Picture Show. They kept just kept playing and playing and playing because people wanted to see fucked up shit. So <laughs> this is New York Times, uh, the Toxic Avenger, which opens today at the RKO Warner Twin and other theaters, may be trash, but it has a maniacally farcical sense of humor. And Tromaville's evil doers are dispatched in ingenious ways. One is dry cleaned to death, another made into pizza, a third partly French fried. Along the way, the Hulk also falls in love with Sarah, a blind girl whose seen eye dog has been shot by an assailant in a fast food restaurant, and the two <laughs> and the two set up housekeeping at the local dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, can't, I can't keep it together. <laughs> his his synopsis of the film. Who would want to watch this? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the films. The film's funniest moment. One that ridicules all movies that sentimentalize the love between the ugly and the blind. Sarah gropes about the kitchen to prepare the Toxic Avenger very special meal. Aglow with tenderness, she hands her true love an overstuffed sandwich fizzling with easy off and sprinkled with drain. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. That was the New York Times review. What about you, Chris? What's your final word on the Toxic word Avenger? Is- is uh you could probably get away without watching this one it's my it's my final word to the listeners this is the first time we have not recommended watching a film on cradle to the grave you've heard it here do not watch toxic avenger yeah go go to the gym or something we'll also <laughs> yeah. <see you> that way <laughs> exactly chris dude this was a good one i hope you pick a better film next time <laughs> I, really I will do. try my best. It's been a pleasure as always. <laughs> Loyal Grave Digger. And uh, yes. yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Yeah.